Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Retro Geektopia, and I'm your host, Retro Zilla. Now, uh, this week, I'm going to do a little quick one, as I'm not really prepared like I was the uh, first two weeks. But, uh, yeah, we're going to talk uh, Obi-Wan Episode 3 and 4. We're going to talk about that uh, MJF pipe bomb. And what else are we going to talk about? We can talk about Ms. Marvel, the TV show Ms. Marvel. And... Oh, we'll start that. Like I said, I ain't got nothing planned. It bullshit. Um. So yeah, let's talk. Let's start off with three. Uh, let's see. They escaped away from the Inquisitors from Episode Two. They're on a trade route onto another planet. When I'm talking about them. I mean Obi Wan and this Wily. Wally as Princess Leia, ten year old. So they're heading to this uh, on a on a trade route to uh, this other planet. They're trying to find themselves to a port so they can shift off on a another route. Uh, well, actually, they're supposed to be meeting somebody there, but there's a part where Obi Wan really doesn't believe that. Anybody's coming, and who do you and do you blame the guy? I don't. He's kind of got a uh, fucked over, and his trustworthiness for other people is just shot out the window. So yeah, so they're they're meeting somebody there. They meet at a spot not there. Um, Leia waves down a random driver of a transport vehicle. And Obi-Wan is like, what the hell are you doing, bro? Like, why are you waving this person down? Because he's trying to be inconspicuous. Because he knows. She don't. She's young and innocent. She don't know no better. So this dude picks him up. Then they see stormtroopers on the side on the road. And big uh, transporter driver. He's a uh, big supporter of the Imperials. So uh, he sees these stormtroopers, picks them up, gives them a, a ride. And during this ride, stormtrooper starts asking Obi-Wan some questions. Obi-Wan's like, oh, it'll be, it'll be a, a long story. And the stormtrooper's like, well, we got a long drive. We had to make up this lie. And it was going pretty good. And then all of a sudden, Obi-Wan almost fucked it up. And he had to cover his ass pretty quick, which was really good. Then they get to the checkpoint. And Obi-Wan gets a little shootout. And he shoots up all the stormtroopers, but then we have a second transport covering the first transport's ass. Well, come to find out, they had a spy within the Imperial ranks. Part of the uh, Jedi help other Jedi underground, 
So they make it to town, they get to the safe house, and uh, they try and uh, plan their escape, get off world. Well, uh, Obi Wan starts to sense Vader, so it kind of stops him for a second. And then all of a sudden, Inquisitors show up with some stormtroopers. And Vader flying by, and kind of not flying by, but we're kind of walking by, strolling through town, fucking up one citizen to the next one. Obi Wan's like, "Hey, homegirl, we gotta get Leia out of here." So they do that. Obi Wan kind of diversionary tactic with a little bit of. Scaredness, I guess you would say, because he's kind of out of touch with the force at this point. But he knew he had to go uh, draw Vader away from the Leia. So that's what happens. We got a decent little lightsaber battle. Pretty good. Um, Vader gets some uh, nice little, I guess you would say, revenge on Obi. Because... Uh, Obi-Wan kind of gets drugged through some hot coals, I guess. I guess that's what it was. He, it was a fire, and Vader was using the force and drug uh, Obi-Wan through some hot coals, I guess you'd say. Which that, that scene was pretty badass. If you haven't seen this episode yet, I'm sorry for you. Uh, but at this point, you might as well... I mean, look, man. Let's go watch the show. If you're on this podcast, you ought to know we be talking about this shit by now. But uh, he gets drugged through that cold, dude. That shit was badass. And uh, homegirl comes, helps him out. The Obi-Wan gets away. That loader droid comes, helps. And uh, as the episode ends, Leia... Meets up with the dead pi uh, pilot on the ground and the, uh, uh, can't remember that Inquisitor's name. But anyway, she, Leia meets up with the Inquisitor and that's how the episode ends. So I thought it was a pretty good episode. Then we get into four, episode four. See if I can remember this one. I did the last one. Um, so... I did it. They had to go find Leia. They had some kind of tracker. They knew that where she was. And this is when Ice Cube's son, O'Shea Jackson Jr., shows up, or uh, finally introduced into the show. He's kind of like, we can't go, we can't do this. And Obi-Wan's like, I got you, bro. And Obi-Wan's about to roll out. And then his homegirl that he'd be wrong with. Uh, she's like, I'll go with you. So those two take a trip. Because she had the security clearance, she thought, still. That way she can get back in as the Imperial. So they take flight. They show up on that Inquisitor base. It, the plan was working pretty good. Uh, Homegirl got in. Um... Obi-Wan went, oh, underwater, got a little 
little spot underwater. He's using that breather from episode one to come up from underneath. That was pretty awesome. Uh, a throwback. So Obi Wan's in. Um, Obi Wan ends up finding her. They kind of they they do get off the base. Um, trying to think because this one's kind of fuzzy. But the big the big takeaway from this is when Obi Wan was rolling through the episode. That he finds this, I guess, hallway or room or whatever. And, uh, it's, like, back to tanks, but it's not back to, or like, uh, glass containers, I guess. I mean, and they were all Jedi. Just kind of, like, preserved, I think is probably the best word. Preserved in these glass containers and one of them was from the Clone Wars they had a youngling which I thought was super disturbing why would you keep a container with a youngling like they'd have to be doing some cloning in this facility if you got all these Jedi just chilling you know up in these tanks well, I mean they're not alive or anything they're dead but a youngling trophy? Like, why do you want that? That was so creepy to me. And the scene was kind of sad. Because, I mean, fuck, dude. they just out there trying to help people. And Palpatine just manipulated everybody. And that was the aftermath. And it fucking sucks. But that's the way of the uh, world, I guess. And Star Wars. So, they sneak off... They get ready to get off base. Had a little nice little uh, battle on the tarmac, I guess you could call it. Uh, they make it to the ship. Uh, as they're leaving, uh, they have some backup. They got them off planet. Um, one of them, one of their backup didn't survive. Uh, oh, and the other big thing, uh, Inquisitor girl. She uh, put a tracker in Lola. I think that's what the name of the droid is, in Lola. Which I totally missed. Until the end, I'm like, oh man, I totally missed that whole exchange. But she put a tracker in, in the droid so they know exactly where they're at. So, as much as they kind of fought with them, they had to make it realistic, I guess. Just in case they did get away. So, they are now tracking them. Which will lead us into episode 5. And that's episode 4 for you. So, episodes weren't too bad. 3, I love the Vader scene. And Vader just pulled Obi-Wan through that fire, dude. That shit was awesome. And the light, I mean, as basic as the lightsaber battle was, I mean, that's kind of where we're at in the show. We're trying to build Obi-Wan back up to a positive personality and he's starting to get there because he's starting to see like a side of what everybody was trying to do help the Jedi and survive but he kind of had this big cloud over him because 
He was cha- training the Chosen One and failed the whole galaxy. So I kind of see where he's coming from. But also he had another mission where he had to keep Luke safe until his time. So, damned if you do, damned if you don't situation here, but Obi-Wan's starting to feel the flow again and, you know, remember what it is to be a Jedi, no matter what the outcome. Just like they said in the first episode, the Jedi code is like an itch. Can't help themselves. But, I mean, that's true, though. That's what they were for. Defenders of peace. That's the Jedi. And I was kind of wondering how the series was going to go because in episode four, he's kind of pumped up again. Blah, blah, blah. Like, he's just like chilling back, you know, having a good old time. So it was kind of kind of weird to see him down in the dumps. But I'm glad they did it that way because we need to see him build himself back up and become Obi-Wan in Episode 4. So, yeah. So I hope everybody's enjoying the show so far. I have been. I can't wait to see the last two episodes. So, yeah, there we go. There's Obi-Wan. Um, let's see. What else were we going to do? Oh, Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel wasn't a bad show. That, I mean, the first episode anyway. It's not a bad show. It's just a little teenage, young adult kind of thing. Um, I didn't mind it, but I'm not the demographic. And like I was talking to with a buddy of mine the other day, um, the only reason we're really going to watch the show is to see where it connects that to the other ones. Like that's the only reason we're going to watch. Cause we're just not not the demographic for that. So, I mean, all in all, it's a good. It was okay. She goes on a little uh, rogue journey, I guess, to go to the adventure con because she's a big Miss Marvel fan. So that's like a big Avengers convention, I guess. And she's, uh, I guess, I think. Uh, Arabic or Middle Eastern uh, nationality. Um, so her parents are a little bit stricter than others. That was a religion. But, I mean, she's still kind of living like an American. Kind of that uh, free-form kind of life, I guess you could say. Um... Her mom's like really strict on her and was like, don't be doing all this like cloud dreaming stuff. Keep your head on the ground kind of thing. Which I mean, she's got a point, you know, but you never know. I don't know what's going to happen. So she wants to go to this uh, Avenger Con. She makes this big plan to escape her room and go to it. She makes it there. Uh, she finds that she figures out her powers kind of manifest there. Um, I'm kind of doing like a not a real detail because, like I said, it, it's not my demographic. But uh, she gets her powers at AdventureCon. 
from a bracelet that she got from her grandma, I guess, in some kind of big box of no crap. And I guess the bracelet gives her powers. Not real for sure yet what's really going on. I think that's what happened. And now she's got like these weird Green Lantern style powers that are like being stretchy. I think that's what she is in the comics. Kind of like um, Mr. Fantastic or the Fantastic Four. But they kind of changed it up, I think, so they could kind of separate the characters from the other. That way it's not like everybody's got the same power, you know? I mean, that's a smart move. That's cool. I mean, it's not a big big deal to, you know, her not to be stretching or anything. And I was cool with the power change. I ain't gonna problem with that. But yeah, so far that's not too bad of a show. Watch that for a little bit. Um, let's see. Stranger Things Season 4, what was it? Part 1 finale? Yeah. I mean, that's pretty... I like how they were uh, pulling the old Freddy Krueger thing throughout this, the whole season. And how uh, they kind of rolled back to the first season doing like a, a plug-in origin story. To how she's about to go against the villain. Which was really kind of helped her out. So that was kind of kind of neat how they kind of did that. Um, Elle's kind of re- trying to relearn her powers. Everybody's kind of broke up into different groups right now, but kind of like uh, an uh, Infinity War type situation. Everybody's kind of fighting on all different fronts, and they're about the I think two groups. Let's see. I think uh, about I think two groups are about to reemerge together, while the one group's still in. I remember where they were living at California or something. But yeah, that show's still pretty good. I can't wait to see what part two is and finish it up because this villain this year is actually pretty decent. Instead of them just fighting monsters all the time, this is an actual villain villain. So yeah, uh, Stranger Things is going pretty good. Um, let me plug this in here real fast. Um, do you have any comments or questions or anything? Just go to retrogeektopia at gmail.com. Retrogeektopia at gmail.com. And if you have a topic or anything, we will throw it on the show. All right. So, uh, we're at 20 minutes. Let's talk about that MJF little pipe uh, pipe bomb little segment. That shit was pretty crazy. Like I kept seeing it and seeing it and seeing it online because I hadn't watched uh, Dynamite yet. And then I went there and I'm like, okay. MJF starts getting like fucking shit um, about he's been, you know, the pretty much the biggest thing they had or the the baddest the biggest bad guy or whatever which I do agree like he has been the best bad guy since he's been there they ain't you talking like stuff like not not really saying not pushing him but I was kind of getting where he was saying they haven't really been pushing him 
they gave him that that dumbass uh, dynamite diamond ring thing for three years straight, which is stupid. And I don't know why they haven't been pushing. They've been putting him in like different situations with different uh, baby faces. And I don't know why. They just don't give him a nice little run, which didn't make any sense. So I kind of see where they're pissed off at. And then at the end of the thing, he starts cussing uh, Tony Khan out. And it got, it got pretty good to where it was like, you don't know if this is like real life or them trying to pull a, like a, a reality type of, you know, kind of looks like it's real, but they kind of put a ruse on us, which I kind of, I kind of hope they do that. I really do. But that will be kind of cool to see that happen. But if it's real life, that's kind of, kind of suck because he's going to be real good. And if he goes to WWE, he'll be re- real good over there. But, Man, watching that shit, dude, that shit is, that shit was good. And he was pissed off and it looked real. And he did a good job, whether it's, he's pissed off, I get it. If it was a nice little ruse, good, good promo. But only time will tell. Uh, Warner Brothers, I guess, took him off all promotional stuff on the show, like the signature, the intro, whatever you want to talk, call it. So, kind of looks like it's real, but, man, I don't know. Like, I hope they, this is a storyline, and this is going to be awesome. So, yeah. Um, let's see. We can close it up with that, I think. Get off my mic cable. Cat's over here putting my mic cable. So, yeah. We'll just call that a show for the week. Uh, I'll be better prepared next week. It's just been a busy week, guys. I'm terribly sorry. But, uh, until next week, guys, this is Retrozilla. This has been Retro. Hope you